Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Cantu, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? God bless you. Welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Ryan Cantu. So good to be here with you today, and we have an incredible show. We have an awesome woman of God here on the show today. Um, We go back about 11 years. She's got an incredible ministry, uh, talent, and just um, this immense calling over her life. And we're going to be talking about uh, worship and her experience, worship leading, uh, as well as her story. She's got a really inspiring story um, of a time where she pretty much had no voice, literally. And so she's going to talk about that today. Um, and so you're in for a treat. I do want to remind you of the importance of ratings or reviews. Uh, please, if you're enjoying the content and go over to iTunes, you can do that right now. You can pause me and go over to iTunes and leave a rating or a review, especially if you're enjoying the content. If you are, uh, please do let us know. I'd appreciate it. And connect with us on Facebook um, under leading the Christian leadership podcast. Um, give us a like there and you can always, Um, Just kind of be in the know of who our guests are and please subscribe. (laughs) You can subscribe to the uh, um, to the podcast by simply clicking subscribe and you'll never have to worry about keeping up because uh, it's just going to download it directly to your podcast platform. Um, So all those things, I know it's kind of a heavy to do list, but if you don't mind, do it. Thank you. Um, so without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into this interview with Eunice Rodriguez. Okay, help me welcome my next guest. I'm so excited. been anticipating this um, interview for a while. Uh, Eunice, the Ro- Ro- I always have a hard time Rodriguez. with Ro- Rodriguez. Yes. My Spanish isn't great, you know. But um, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for I, having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I um, when I was when I was going when I first started out this podcast and making a plan for it, um, I had your name written down as I, I put like a hundred a hundred people and, and and you were like uh, top top uh, ten top fifteen somewhere around there. I was like I gotta I gotta invite Eunice. So thank you once again. I know it's, it was hard getting you here because I know you're a busy person. Um, you were actually in you were recently in Israel, right? You yes, went to Israel? yes, I was in Israel. We did, um, we went to different cities. We mm-hmm. went to Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. then Jerusalem. Okay. We went to Bethlehem. Oh, wow. Um, it was probably one of the most incredible experiences I've had in a really long time. Yeah. It was, was pretty that, awesome. Was that your first time there? It was my first time there. I've always heard about it. And I've been invited before just by other people. But mm-hmm. to be really honest, like really, really sure. honest, it just never like I was never interested. Really? It wasn't okay. like my oh yeah, let's go to Israel. Like I want to go to Maui. You yes. know, let's go to Bora Bora. Right, you know? right. Let's go to Cancun. Right. Let's go somewhere fun. You know, where the water is just beautiful yeah. and you can rest. And, yeah. You know, just the thought of going to to Israel was never really mm-hmm. intriguing for me. You mm-hmm. know, if I can be really honest. Yeah. No. Um, but then this opportunity came and they reached out to me and it was along with 30 other, um, they call it influential leaders of America or just people that God has just entrusted some kind of platform. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's a Christian platform or, um, there was actors and actresses and, um, and there was bloggers and all kinds of uh, influential people on the trip. So I was just very honored to be chosen and to be asked wow, okay. to be a part of that. So, yeah. Um, one of my friends, actually, he, he was on the podcast recently, Mike Rosas. Um, I think he said the same thing, that he was invited um, with a group of leaders to go. Nice. So I, I don't know if that's a part of the same deal. Um but yeah, I mean, he said he pretty much said the same thing that you so you're cool. saying right now. Yeah, um, so awesome. Which is awesome, and I I can I can relate to you because every every year my wife and I say we're gonna go we're gonna go to Israel. We want to see 
we want to see the Holy Land. We want to see where Jesus walked, yeah. where he preached. We want to see the, you know, the resurrection uh, scene. Um, but by the time we get to the point where we're going to book our trip, it's like we're in vacation mode. Yep. That's not really a vacation. It's nope. like, I imagine you had to walk like Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. probably had a full agenda. And Don't wear sandals. Yeah. <laughs> wear <laughs> tennis shoes <laughs> if you go to Israel, for sure. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely have to do it and we'll just... Um, whenever we're going to book, we'll just say, Hey, this is going to be our vacation and that'll be our vacation. I mean, if you go uh, to Tel Aviv, it'll be a Tel Aviv. Yeah. Tel- I hear, I hear that's absolutely, nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Awesome. Really, really cool to hear that. Um, everyone I talk to who's been there, I mean, say, says the same thing that it's, it's an awesome experience. So, um, my turn will come. We'll, we'll see when. Yes. <laughs> um, but I want to, I want to kind of get into a little bit of, of, well, first of all, some background on you. I, I realized when I was thinking about, you know, kind of, you know, the show notes here, I realized I don't really know too much about you prior to 2008. Uh, 2008 is when I, I recorded my my first record, which is crazy. It's like 11 years ago. Um, and you were, you were like my vocal producer there. And uh, I remember, you know, you helping me write a, a couple songs and you were helping me with the BGVs and you and, and, and and Mike, which is a funny, funny story. I, I saw Mike and Lolly on vacation the, a couple of months ago, um, like on on a, on a on a ferry to to uh, Cozumel, which was crazy that that we saw each other there. That's hilarious. Um, but um, so that's that's kind of where we met, and I know we kind of you know we did a, a couple things after that. I remember I remember our band playing for for an event. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. It was. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't I don't really know you too much outside of the context of worship ministry. Um, so I, I kind of want to you know ask you what what makes Eunice Eunice what what makes what made you who you are today? Um, if you have a little bit of background, kind of what's your what's your story? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I grew up serving okay. my local church. And till this day, I am planted in my local church, and I serve my local church. And my parents are pastors. They've been pastors for 25 years. Okay, wow. And I've been serving along their side um, for 25 years. And, um, you know, honestly, I think a lot of what just kind of happened um, up until this day um, all the things that God has uh, placed in my hands or entrusted me with, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, being planted, mm-hmm. serving right. um, your local church, yeah, yeah. and understanding ministry through that perspective. Because there's a lot of different ways to do ministry. There's right. there's people that, because they travel so much, they're maybe not necessarily planted in a local church, mm-hmm. especially like musicians or sure. artists. Yeah. Um, they travel so much, and so their way of ministry is, you know, they go and they do ministry um, at churches right. around the world or in different cities, you know. And so for me, it really just started just being planted in my local church mm-hmm. and kind of being in the background, honestly. Okay. And I love being yeah. in the background. I, I love it. I mean, honestly, I think everything that that has happened up until this day is just God kind of pushing. He just kind of pushed me forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want, yeah. I never looked for it sure. or what was wanting it or desired it. Okay. It was just more of God saying, um, I know you've been faithful with the smallest of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen you serving Right. Being faithful. And I think that's the key word is sure. faithfulness, being faithful in the small things, right. being faithful in the things that people will never see, will never know. Yeah. Um, but God sees right. and he knows. And um, a lot of that just kind of, it, it just created a domino effect. Mm-hmm. If I can just, it was just God saying, all right, I, I, I want to trust you with more mm-hmm. and I can't trust you with more. And so, um, yeah, really just serving my local church. And my parents are pastors at Emmanuel Church in Baytown, Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm worship pastor there. Okay. Um, started leading worship when I was about 11 years old. Okay. And wow. our, our band didn't show up. They just didn't show up this Sunday. They were upset with the pastor prior to my dad okay. um, that was there. And um, 
they just didn't show up and we were still singing hymns at the time uh-huh. and so i remember saying you know what pastor don't worry i was 11 years old and i said don't worry i got it mm-hmm. you know i don't know where that came from my mom says that there was always some type of like leader even uh-huh. at a young age she could see that inside of uh-huh. me uh-huh. i don't know where that came from <laughs> but it came yeah. and uh i walked up started singing um how great thou art okay and from that moment on it just created um all these years later uh, we have an incredible worship team um and an awesome house which is emmanuel church and really just being faithful and and being planted in my local church and serving and i think that's kind of like the i I would say the backstory just of everything okay you know uh, just hearing you speak i mean we we relate a lot to each other because I, I same story and I actually just preached a message on on uh, on serving and you know the best leaders the prerequisite to that is having learned how to serve because if not um, then it, you're you're more of a dictator than you are a leader because Absolutely. to make a great leader you have to be able to serve others and you're you're basically leading others to serve others I, yeah. I, in my opinion that's what makes a great leader and it sounds like you learned how to do that. And um, I, I shared this, and I, I hate to repeat it because I actually used it as, as uh, last week's podcast, but um, I, I remember being 11 years old as well, and I, I was coming, I, I came to this church, I came to a, a youth night, and there was no musicians. And uh, it, it was just a youth pastor, and he had a couple of background singers, they were singing a cappella, hmm. and I, I thought to myself, this is so. This is really sad. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's sad for a youth night. Like right. I, I don't want to bring my my friends to this. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna want to stay. They're not gonna want to come back. And it was at that moment. Um, I don't know if this was. I mean, at the time, I didn't really feel like it was a burden, but I I felt something say, okay, how, how about you? You know, step up. You know, um, learn learn how to play an instrument, and then you can start being used in that in that capacity. And so that's mm-hmm. what I did. I, I learned how to. Play, you know, I taught myself. I didn't teach myself. I, I took lessons for, um, for piano, and then I started leading worship and started, you know, learning, picking up some other instruments. And then from then on, um, it's kind of like a domino, domino effect. So, like yeah. I said, I, I, I relate a lot to, um, to your story. Um, I, I just want to ask you: Did you ever feel the pressure, or I don't know if you've uh, continued to feel pressure uh, of becoming stepping up as as the pastor of your church? I don't know if that's ever been. Um, on your mind, on your radar, or I don't know if people like me prophesied <laughs> over your life or prophesy, um, telling you that that you're going to be the next pastor. I don't know. Did you ever get that? No, I never. I never got that. And okay. honestly, it's crazy because even though I was, I've been my parents' right hand at mm-hmm. the church. I've never felt like that was in store for me not because i don't want it mm-hmm. or desire it or anything like that i do feel at some point whoever i end up marrying okay. may have like a, a pastoral mm-hmm. calling mm-hmm. or something and i'd love to be along his side and just being you know championing that that season okay. of our lives you know but as far as like lead pastor i'm okay with just being worship <laughs> pastor yeah. that is enough stress oh, all on its you. own you know and um yeah it's never really i've never really felt the pressure okay of that um but uh, we have recently my brother-in-law um and my sister became our lead pastors at church okay. and i know you recently okay. went yeah. through a yeah. similar transition yes. here along with your wife right and um, my brother-in-law and my sister actually have become the net like the lead pastors of our church oh, okay. and have taken that baton and so it's been really awesome to be able to see that and experience that yeah um and i love being able to serve with mm-hmm. them and serving underneath them they're yeah. awesome and incredible people and so i think maybe that's why i never felt it because i think okay. it's almost like god knew mm-hmm. like who was next in right. line you know right. and so it's really awesome to see how god has just kind of made um how everything is just kind of taking place, right. you know? And oh, so I am totally okay, okay with not with being, not being <laughs> lead pastor. Absolutely. I'm okay with just being worship pastor. And even at that, that is a challenge all it on its own. You it know? is, so. definitely. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's kind of where we where we differ because, I mean, for all my years I've, I've been here, people were, would tell me, hey, you're, you're going to be the next pastor. Yeah. And I would tell them like, like, I wouldn't tell them this, but I would think like, get out of my face. Like, yeah. don't, don't tell me that. Like, don't, don't wish that upon me. Cause I didn't want it. 
I, I never wanted to be a pastor. Um, I just, you know, saw firsthand um, what what pastors go through. Yeah. And um, I mean, obviously, now I am the pastor. So uh, God God did a, a really big shift in my life. Um, but yeah, I, I I totally I totally understand uh, the, uh, the also the burden of being a, a worship pastor. And that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit. And um, I want to talk really quick about your your calling. Um, because I, you're a, you're a phenomenal vocalist and worship leader. Um, did you always know like that that was what you were going to do because you had the the talent for it, you had the gift for it, or was there like a specific calling moment? Well, thank you for the compliments. Yeah, sure. Because growing up, I didn't feel that okay. you know, and I didn't know um, I enjoyed singing. Mm-hmm. Um, or that I even had something. And honestly, when I did kind of discover that I did, I was really young. I was maybe nine or 10 years old when I kind of discovered, maybe younger than that, actually. Um, but I never felt like I was good, actually. Okay. I never felt I was good enough. Good enough. I, never, I never thought that that was something like for me. Um, actually, I was... Uh, uh, a part of our tambourine team okay. at church. And so I love to play tambourine and like dance. <laughs> and that man, that was like goals for me. Okay. I was like, you know okay. what? I want to be the next, you know, dance team, like, you know, director when I'm old, you know, this mm-hmm. is like my mm-hmm. goal in life. Little did I know God had something completely different in mm-hmm. store for okay. me. And so, um, yeah, I, I think um, I never knew like that that was something God had in store for me, but it was up until that moment, that story I shared earlier, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was about 11 years old, and then I saw that no one showed up, I really felt this tug in my heart that I can't explain, and I was really young, I was still a kid, yeah. if you think about it, but you, you feel this tug, like you just know, like you know that this is where you belong, right? Yeah. And, um, and I think that was my moment, okay. I think that was the moment where I really felt God say, this is this is for you and this is where, where I want you yeah. and this is where you belong. And the Lord never let me go from that point on, That's you know, good. from there we started building and I yes. knew that God was backing a, backing up whatever it was that was happening and whatever it was that I was feeling at the moment. And I knew God was completely in the midst of that, you yeah. know? And so I'd say that was probably the moment I felt the calling okay. for leading worship. Um, and then from there, you know, obviously a, the story takes a turn, you know, there was a moment where I lost my voice, uh, for about a year, I was actually mute. And the doctor said I'd never be able to speak again, and that I'd much less sing again. And, um, it was actually right after we did your project, Ryan. Yeah. In 2008. And so, um, I went through about a year where it was just really, it was really tough, you know? And so I was kind of like, God, you called me, you you told me that this is where you wanted me and so now you take this away and so a really long story short because i know we're limited in time a year went by with a lot of questions a lot of anger Mm -hmm. a lot of resentment towards the lord a lot of confusion and depression because it's what i love to do yeah yeah. i'd grown to love it Mm -hmm. and i'd grown to respect it and I'd grown to embrace that this is where God wanted me. And I, I, I'd like to say that I had given it my all, mm-hmm. you know, from wanting to be better exercises, anything that it took to just, you know, be better at whatever God had entrusted and yes. placed in my hands, yes. you know. And so um, when that, you know, that entire year I was mute, I was silent. I had to communicate with uh, a pad and a pencil you know, a paper pad and a pencil. And that's the way I just kind of communicated with everyone. And it was a really dark place for me, honestly, very confused, but, uh, a really long story short after a year, I had a moment with the Lord where he just kind of confronted me on some things. And I had just released a record too in 2008. Um, Mm -hmm. I had released my first record and two weeks after I had released it is when I lost my voice permanently. So you couldn't even, you couldn't even promote it or anything like you could. I couldn't promote it. I didn't do anything. We had invested $15,000 on this project and we didn't have $15,000. I I remember we did fundraisers. We did everything, you know, um, to be able to, you know, 
put the project sure. out. And so um, it was it was difficult. It was a difficult season, but I'm grateful for it because it shaped so much of who I am today. Yeah. And it shifted my perspective in, on so many levels. Um, and in that moment, you know, there was a moment, there was one night where I was really angry with the Lord. And I said, look, I've been faithful. I have helped people. I just started throwing in God's face everything I'd ever done. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. God doesn't know, you right. know, yeah. like yeah, if do he that. doesn't do see us, sure. he, he knows yeah. and he sees us and we don't have to throw anything in his face. But anger yeah. was making me just kind of go off sure. on the Lord, you know, and so he went off on me, you yeah. know, and it was one of those moments where it was just like, you know, it's kind of like you have an argument with your dad or an argument with your mom. It was one of those moments, you know, and we have a loving father and we have mm-hmm. a loving God and he doesn't really argue with us, but he will make us see things yeah. in such a way where we can't ignore it. And yeah. so God really confronted so many areas in my heart. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, gr- I'd grown up in church my whole life. I didn't know what parties were. I didn't know right. what any what any lifestyle outside, outside of church, church was. And But that doesn't mean that you can't grow cold spiritually. Oh, sure. yes. And that doesn't mean that you can't die sitting on that church bench or you can't die behind that microphone leading worship or you can't die while you are serving and and that was where god confronted me it's like who are you serving Hmm. are you serving yourself Mm -hmm. are you serving your talent Hmm. are you serving your abilities are you serving your dreams are you just wanting to serve my heart because i created you to serve me i created you to worship me and so i realized i was worshiping so many things in my life yeah and the last person i had in mind was god yes but just because i was a christian and i'd grown up in church i thought i'm doing all the right things yeah and because i wasn't doing certain things i immediately categorized myself like oh i'm holy like i'm a good person and Man, holiness isn't that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's going far through the motions. From that. Right. Absolutely. And so um, that moment, I just went into a moment of repentance, really. Yeah. And I just, you know, asked the Lord to forgive me. And I said, God, if I don't ever sing again, that's fine. But if I can just speak, I mean, even if it's soft, I will mm-hmm. speak of your greatness and of your faithfulness. And and I just want that opportunity. And so the next morning, I woke up with sound coming out. Wow. I remember walking out the room. My, my bedroom and the first person I saw was my mom and I remember saying mom I don't even know why I said mom because it'd been a year and nothing nothing would come out and um um she's like did you just talk and I was like I did and it was really rough because I, ha- I hadn't spoken in a year sure. I went to, into therapy for about six months the Lord healed me completely from my vocal cords today I'm a living testament yeah. that God still uh he's a, our healer um, he is the same from over 2000 years yes. ago today and he will be forever more. And, um, that was definitely a, a, a tough process to, mm-hmm. to walk through, but I think it's probably been one of the most shaping informative, um, seasons of my yeah. life. That is, that's so good. I'm very inspired because, um, everything that you're saying, that, that whole story, I think it, it relates to a lot of people where, um, we, we hide behind a ministry. We hide behind our, our, our calling, and we call that that God, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I I I can relate as well. You know, when I was when I was a kid, um, you know, just starting starting to sing and starting to um, kind of put myself out there. Um, people, you, you get in your own head, right? And 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 you think you tell yourself, I'm doing it for the right reasons because the songs say Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Um, but that that becomes your idol and and the message is really it's kind of secondary and that that's what became of of me for for a while when I was really young um and then i i remember i remember getting um uh, we, we were gonna have like a like a big youth like a, a youth rally here at our church and i had just be be uh I, I had just started leading worship i was like 12 13 years old and um i was i was so upset at the worship pastor because he didn't pick me to uh to lead worship that night and i thought you know to myself i was like man this, this would have been such a great opportunity there's gonna be so many people there you know and, and i started i started realizing that i was making it about me and much less about about god and so i think a lot of people um 
can can really relate to to what you're talking about. At least the message. I mean, you you really went through the the darkness, out, yeah. you know. Um, but the uh, the lesson learned, I think, is is very. Uh, it, it's relative to to a lot of what we're going through Absolutely, today. Absolutely. So thank. Yeah. I mean, thank you for for sharing that. Um, and dur- during that, I mean, during that time, like you literally couldn't speak. I, I had I had no idea. Like, no. I, I I knew. I think. I, when I went to your concert, I forget what album it was, um, but I, I I went to like a live recording, and I, I think you were talking about you, you spoke about it, and I was like I had no I had no idea, yeah. and I, I still I still didn't know like the depth of right. of all of it. I didn't know that it was like an entire year. You yeah, it speak. was like an entire year, and the doctors pretty much like wrote me off. You know, yeah. my vocal cords. I had severely injured my vocal cords, paralyzed my vocal cords. I mean, it was just a whole mess. Um, because I've never received any kind of technique, you know, growing up in church and, you know, being a PK, you know, this, like, it's not like, you know, they put us in training and then, you know, we go through like vocal therapy and we go to vocal coaches and then it's like, okay, now you can go on stage and lead people in worship. Like, no, like God calls you, you go up there and you, (laughs) and you do it, you know, you don't know what you're doing half of the time, you know, with your technique, but you're doing, you're doing it because you, you know, God has called you and you're wanting to be faithful in your calling and so, yeah, I, I didn't know so many things, um, just technically speaking, you know, how to take care of your voice and or any of that. You know, okay. I didn't grow up with any of that. So, yeah, it was it was it was rough, but it was a year and um, and no surgery, no medication, no nothing. The Lord completely healed uh, my vocal cords. But, wow. you know, I think that moment was so needed because. The healing didn't need to take place in my vocal cords. Mm-hmm. The healing needed to take place sure. in my soul. Yeah, and that's what I realized. Yeah, and so a lot of us are going through different, through certain seasons in our life, and we're going through things in our life, um, and we're we're just we're like, when are we going to receive like our healing? You know, for some people it may be a physical healing. For some people it may be emotional. Uh, whatever it is for you, I, I think what God wants to really get to is your soul yeah because the only thing that leaves here this earth and goes to heaven right is your soul yeah that's it and god cares for your soul Mm -hmm. and god wants for your soul to be whole and to be healed and so many things that we go through in life depression anxiety um you name it i mean i can go on through this list of of things Mm -hmm. you know we there's so many people going through so many different things and really it's a soul issue yeah, for a yeah. lot of people. I'm not saying for everyone, but it, but it's a soul searching. Yeah. I think it needs to be a soul ser- searching moment for a lot of us, you know? And so um, for me, it was a soul searching yeah. um, night, yeah. you know, where I just really had to like dig deep sure. and see what was happening. Like, and I realized after the Lord healed me, like it's kind of like the people in Israel, mm-hmm. they were going 40 years doing circles, you know, like in the desert. And the funny thing is they didn't have to do 40 years. Yeah. They could have done a whole lot less than 40 years. And that's how I feel like certain things in our lives, cycles or um, sickness or so, so many different things. I mean, you name it, whatever you can insert, what like insert the blank for you, you know, whoever is listening to this podcast right now, like insert, whatever it is for you in this blank, but we go in these circles and circles and circles. And so for me, it was going in circles this whole year and God was just waiting for me to have my aha moment. Sure. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's, it's, it's this, Yeah. you know, I need to repent and I need to ask God for forgiveness because like I was so stuck on my way, wanting to do things for my glory's sake, Mm -hmm. um, to elevate myself, you know? And so, um, yeah, it was it was a it was a full year so of like yeah, well, no talking. That's, that's crazy. Singing nothing. Yeah. 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 I mean God I think he takes us to the extreme sometimes yeah. where he shocks us physically to to wake us up spiritually. Absolutely. You know? And it, it it takes certain measures like that where we finally say okay God, I have no other choice but to call out to you. Um and then then we realize what what the actual healing 
um, that needs to take place is, you know, it's, it's, it's much more than just something maybe emotional or, or physical, but there's something spiritual there. And I, it looks like that's what happened to you. Absolutely. And what I realized is that God, God wasn't trying to take my gift away and and he doesn't. Right. Yeah. He 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 put it on pause. Right. But he, he didn't take, but I thought he took it away. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh God, like this is like permanent. This is a permanent deal for me. And so I realized he wasn't taking anything from me. He was putting it on pause because I was about to throw it away. Wow. I was about to ruin what God had called me to do because my heart wasn't anchored in the right things. My mind wasn't in the right place. Mm. And I was so full of myself in that moment. And I was young too, you know, I was so full of myself in that moment. And I was just kind of like, okay, like, what are you really doing here? And half of the time I didn't know what I was mm-hmm. doing. You know, um, I'm still here today and I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> half of the time. Just kidding. But, um, you know, in that moment, I just feel like it, it was like, God saying, I'm not taking anything away. I'm, I'm putting it on pause, even though it didn't feel that way. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's what he was doing. Sometimes God will pause sure. whatever we have going on in our lives. It could be something great. Maybe for you, it's a business. Maybe for you, it's something in your calling, in your ministry. Maybe for you, it's a relationship. Uh, for people, it could be different things. I don't know what it could be for whoever's listening to us today. Yeah. But um. Just know that God will put things on pause yeah. because he wants to prepare you That's so good. and he wants to make sure you That's don't so throw good. it away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He'll ruin you before you ruin your, your yeah. gift. Right? Yeah. Oh man. That is, that's so good. This and it's really, really inspiring to hear that um, because I think a lot of us do need a, a wake up call and sometimes that's that's really what it is that's what we're going through we're going through a wake-up call we don't even realize it we just Absolutely. think it we just we just feel the pain um but we don't we don't realize that there's gonna, there's a healing actually taking effect um so good so good thank you so much um so i was what 10 years ago yeah i was about 10, 10 years, years ago. ago 10 years ago and so after that um i kind of want to talk a little bit about your your development after that and and i i I have here on my notes to talk about the development stage because I think a lot of people, you know, they don't see the importance of development. Um, And it sounds like yours maybe took place after that wake-up call. Um, And so I want to kind of talk about maybe what what steps you took. Um, You know, speaking as a vocalist, you know, technically, but also, you know, spiritually, I think the developmental process is something that a lot of people just, they just skip. Um, maybe because they they have the talent, and so they're like, "Well, I'm I'm a natural." When you think you're a natural, that's such a dangerous place yep. uh, to be in because then you, yeah. you skip all the all the necessary steps to get you from good to to great to where you know God wants you. Um, so, did you take any did you take any steps after that after that um, moment in your life? Um, Honestly, I want to say I took it really slow. Okay. Um, I took it slow just because. Like, I wanted to make sure that everything that I was doing, my heart was in the right place. Sure. Until this day, I, I, I check myself. You know, we're not perfect people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not. we're not. We're far from it. And so every day, it's, it's a constant heart check. It's every uh, day, every day, yeah. every single day. If you're not doing a heart check every single day, um, you're really comfortable. And that's a really dangerous spot, sure. too. You know, being comfortable, it kills you. It'll kill you. It'll be the death of so many things for you. And so for me, it's a constant heart check, you know, Um, as far as like the development, you know, um, and just where um, literally I just I cannot stress enough faithfulness, Mm -hmm. being faithful where you're at. And so I just kind of picked right back up where I left off once I was able to sing again, kept leading worship in my church and the offers started coming in, you know, Mm -hmm. from different places and contracts (laughs) and come be worship pastor here and we'll pay you so much and we'll do this and we'll do that. And, and I had one church that said, we'll buy you a home and pay your, we'll pay your mortgage. And we will pay you this amount per year. And I mean, it was just like a dream, right? Sure. And um, and God said, no. No. Hmm. 
that's not where I'm taking you and that's not what I have for you and that's not a part of my plans for you. And the Bible says that the plans that the Lord has for us mm-hmm. are good plans. Sure, yeah. You know, and we have to trust that. Even when certain offers and certain things come to the table yeah. and you're like, but this is oh, good. So like tempting. this is yeah. going to, you know, set me up for success. You know, this is going to give me the right connections. I yes. feel like, you know, nowadays people are all about that. Like I want the right connections sure. and I, I, this is going to set me up for success. And man, if you're connected to Jesus, yeah. you got all Amen. the connections you need. Amen. You got all the favor you need. You got all the grace that you need because he gives you what others cannot give you he opens doors no man can open or close for you the moment he opens those doors they're wide open and there is no one no one not even hell can come and close those doors and so i've learned that and and after i started coming back around and, and singing i just said god i'm trusting you I don't want my own agenda. I want your agenda for my life. And I want to do what you want me to do. And so lead me, lead me, lead my steps, lead every decision that I make, you know, um, when it comes to my ministry, when it comes to the things that you've called me to do. And so um, literally it's been a hard check and asking God to just lead every single step as a part of my development today, I'm still developing, you know, I'm still under construction. I feel like God is still working so many things, especially in this new season that I'm walking, um, uh, in my life where a year ago I took on, uh, a leadership position, which is I'm leading globally Instituto Cancion, all the schools around the world. I've become the CEO for Instituto Cancion. And, you know, it's been a a challenging season. It's been a a season where God is like stretching me. And just when you thought like, man, I've learned so much, (laughs) you know, this is so good. And you start like, you're, you're riding this wave, you know, you're like, this is great. This is great. And then God's like, now I want you to do this. And I'm like, wait, like I've got plenty on my plate. He's like, no, no, no. Now I want you to do this. And I'm like, what? Like, no, I'm good. And then I have these plans and I want to do this. And then God's like, yeah, but this is what I have. These are, this is a part of my plan. This is a part of my dream for you. And so I've realized that a lot of what my dream looked like wasn't God's dream for me. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, God's dream looked similar in a lot of ways, but there were so many things that were a surprise to me. And I feel like if God would have showed me so much of what that looked like, um, even while I was in my developing process, you know, if yeah. you want to call it that way or pl- put it that way, you know, I think I would have ran. Sure. You yeah. know, and I would have been like, oh, no, like I'm not getting into it. And so God won't show us so many things um, while he's developing us yeah. because we'll run. Yeah. We'll run the other way. Like we're like, because we're not that. ready yet until exactly. we get to the stage that. Yeah. Hey, right. Right. That, wow. So good. That's so good. Um, and I, I, I agree. We're constantly developing. I, I don't think we'll ever reach full maturity, no, full development. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's it's a constant process of, of just trusting God every step of the way. And it is a heart check because you have to wake up every day knowingly um, saying, okay, whatever God calls me to, I'm just, I'm going to do it. And I, I want to ask you this question. I was thinking about this last night, um, just of my own life. Is there ever a, a moment where, and... Uh, I don't know. Just be honest, you know, just be honest. Is there ever a moment where you don't love the, the calling in your specific, like in any given specific moment? I wouldn't say there that I've never loved it. Okay. I will say I've been frustrated. Sure. And I've been frustrated many times Mm -hmm. and that's normal. And I think identifying how you feel and being able to, properly express what you're feeling Mm -hmm. will help people understand that it's not a burnout season Mm -hmm. because a lot of people use the term i'm burnt out sure yeah i just don't want to do ministry anymore i don't want to do i don't want to pursue my calling anymore i'm burnt out because people have done this Mm -hmm. and and i've gone through this and this has happened in my life and and whatnot so i've never gone to the place where i don't like uh love it okay i've or i've felt burn out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i have gotten to the place where i'm frustrated um and so i feel like the moment 
I get, if I get to the point where I'm burnt out, then there's a lot of things in between when I started to that burnout season that I didn't do right. Right. And I've never allowed myself to get to that point. That's good. Now, I'm not saying that if there's someone that is listening here that 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 feels burnout or has felt burnout that they're wrong. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I think everyone has a way of expressing and feeling certain things, but for me, if I can be honest, sure. if I get to that point, if I allow myself to get to the point where I'm burnout and I don't mm. want anything to do with my calling and ministry, then there is something in between that that I that I haven't right. done right. right. I haven't I haven't put my heart in check enough. Mm-hmm. I haven't questioned myself enough. I haven't taken to the lo- to the Lord my frustrations. Yeah. I haven't taken to the Lord certain situations that were out of my control, and I tried to take full charge and full control. Right of and so we become burnt out when we think we can do everything in our own strength right yeah and we cannot we're human beings Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. have hearts and we have feelings and we have emotions and we feel pain and we feel hurt and we go through them through through things just like anybody else you know and so i think that in leadership um you have to learn to identify when you're frustrated acknowledge it and do something about it Um, because if you let it stay and you just let it build that's what takes you to a season of being burnt out and not loving and hating getting to the point there's people that have gone to the point where they hate it they no longer love the calling they no longer love what god has created them to do Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for anyone, for somebody, it's probably, you know, they're, they're an artist, a painter, or, for, or they're a writer, you know, or or they're a speaker, or I don't know, they're a business owner, whatever it looks like for whoever is listening to us today. I've never gotten to the point where I don't love what okay. I do, but I think it's it, it goes back to what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. If there's not a heart check in between yes. and constantly and really acknowledging your frustrations and doing something about them, if you let it sit there, you will get to the point yes. where you don't love it anymore and you start building hate, right. you know, towards those things. And that's why we have so many people today that have checked out yeah. from so many different things. And I just question myself, what if they would have processed pain, hurt, frustrations differently could we have still had those powerful voices and those powerful gifts with us today yes and and the reason i ask this question is because honestly during my development and during certain seasons of my life i i haven't i I didn't always love the 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 season that i was in um the season that i was called to um so I, i think for me there's there's had to be there always had to be the separation between um being able to recognize it I don't have I don't have to always love the calling. I just have to love God enough to submit to the calling. Absolutely. And and do it with, you know, 100% passion uh, with with everything that I've got. That's good. And I, I think about I think about Moses when Moses was, you know, leading the people of Israel, God's people. You see so many times in scripture that he's he's complaining to God because they're complaining to him and he's there's even a passage where he's like, "God, if if you're going to treat me like this, like just just strike me down." Like and and I I I see I see the frustration in Moses, and I know that there's a lot of people like that going through through it today. And so it does take a lot of um, intention. It does take a lot of waking up every day and saying, God, give me my daily bread. Give me my daily mm-hmm. strength, because if I'm going based off of, of, of who I am, I am going to, to plummet. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I, I do think that sometimes there are seasons where, you know, perhaps are not the best, you know, that perhaps are not is, is what we were thinking that they would be. Absolutely. Right? And it's a part of the process. Yes, it is. It's a part of the process. And there's no, there's nothing that we do will ever be perfect. Sure. And everything that God calls us to do, there will be some type of pressure mm-hmm. not to break us. To build us. To build us, good. You know, and so I feel like if we allow the pressures of certain situations or seasons or journeys that we're walking out to consume us, and if we allow it to break us, it's all about perspective, Mm -hmm. honestly. Sure. It's it's what you choose to see. If you see it from a negative standpoint all the time, like, 
It's going to crush you. That's, yeah, that's what it's going to become. It's going to sure. crush you. You're going to hate it. You're going to despise it. It's going to be the worst thing ever. But if you're like, okay, what can I learn from this? Like, yeah. I don't like the season. This is not cool. I do not feel good. It's good. Acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge the feelings. Sure. Acknowledge what it is that you're going through. But don't stay there. And right. don't let it sit there. Because it'll build. It'll, it'll create, I'm sorry, a root. And mm-hmm. roots will always find a way to come out. Sure. And, and it's going to come out so in character. It's going to come out physically in sickness. Mm-hmm. It can come out um, so many different ways, right. you know? And so never allowing um, things to sit and create roots because then it creates bitterness. And um, yeah. and I, I think we're a lot stronger than we realize that, that mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think so. especially Especially when we're leaning not on our own understanding and we're going we're going by what you know we're just kind of going with the flow yeah sometimes it's okay to uh, we especially millennials they like to they like to have an agenda they like to have yeah. everything planned right um but sometimes god calls us to go with the flow like his flow you know yeah. god's flow yeah and, and and that's okay because that's um you know he's taking us through through the process um you know as a worship leader you're you're a worship pastor. How long have you been doing that for at your church? Um, I lost track. Uh, probably, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we had worship leaders prior to um, me taking you know the baton, uh, but I've probably been doing it um, for the past. I want to say it's been like the past seven years. Okay. somewhere around there like fully leading the team mm-hmm. at the church maybe the last seven mm-hmm. eight years i don't know honestly it may be more than that and i've just lost track and lost track but um yeah somewhere around there okay i i always like to ask worship leaders um this question and, and that's that's um how would they define worship um i i think i think worship is much more broad than simply getting on stage and, and leading people into a worship experience. You know, that's, that's, that's maybe a, f- a small uh, fraction of what worship is. Um, but I think, you know, the responsible worship leader should have a pretty good understanding of what true worship is. Um, so I know I, I might be throwing you off guard here, but <laughs> well, how, how would you define worship in, in, your, in your opinion? Worship or worship leading? Worship. Just, worship? Yeah. Yeah, just worship. worship. Yes. You know, um... For me, it has everything to do with, it starts beyond the stage, Mm -hmm. Uh, like way before the stage, you know, it starts with us, Right. it starts with our life, you know, and, um, you know, the Bible says that we were created to worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. We were created for, to praise him. We were created to worship him that was one of the main reasons other than going and making disciples one of the other main reasons why god created us was to worship him and i think today we think worship has to do with music has to do with uh singing has to do with a platform Um, has to do with everything that we connect worship with i think Doing it through music is an expression. Sure, yeah, is definitely. another expression definitely. of worship. Yeah. But worship has, I, I think, worship is our life, what we have to offer the Lord um, with our lives, mm-hmm. um, and now with our gifts and talents. I think our gifts and talents are an addition and are a way to express. Um, our worship and our offering. I think the greatest offering and worship is our is our heart, yeah. is our lives. And so, for me, I think it'd be it'd be that. I know it sounds so like, you know, a lot of people say that, or you know, it, it sounds like just so plain. But I think it's really that simple. That's I mean, it, we could yeah. we could go into so many different things but if like just worship yeah it's 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 us right you know it's it's our heart is our lives is what we're it's is we are the worship we are the offering right. you know uh for the lord but um but yeah i think it, it obviously starts right. with us i think worship i think we we are worship right. we are the worship yeah I, well and that's a 
It is. I, I think it's a very. I think it is that simple. I think it is, and I think people. The reason I ask is because I do think that a lot of people have a uh, kind of a, a poor understanding of it. They they'll they'll go to church and they'll be like, "Oh, worship wasn't that great today," um, but that's not that's not what worship is. You know, it's an expression. You know, the right. music part of it. It's an expression of our worship. You mm-hmm. know, to to the Lord. Um, I think today. Uh, especially this generation, Mm -hmm. they worship worship. And they, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's got to be this song because it makes me feel this way, you know? Oh, I don't like this style of music because it's too modern, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's not real worship, you know? Or I'm not going to, I don't want to clap or I don't want to raise my hands to this because... This song is whack. Everybody's been singing it. I'm burnt out with this song. Like, I feel like it. I turn on the radio and it's always on, you know, or Reckless Love now. I feel like that's the new oceans, right? And so, you know, people feel like, you know, worship is that. But realistically, it's what's coming out of your mouth in that moment. That's worship. Yeah, I'm not going to raise my hands that's good. because, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to say. I know it sounds, it sounded a little complicated a bit ago, but I mean, yeah. it's just that that's our worship. It's what's coming out of our mouth. Right. You know, I'm not going to raise my hands. I don't like that song. I don't connect with that style, yeah. you know, and, and music is just an expression right. of right. our worship sure. of what's really in our hearts. Yes. You know? Yes. That's so good. That's really good. I, I, um, I researched this uh, a few years back, um, the 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 scene where Jesus is with the woman at the well, and uh, he tells her there, there's a time coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth, and you know that sounds good and we say that, but you know what does that mean? What does spirit and in truth mean? Um, and you know as as I was studying, you know our worship our, our our spirit is is us, right? Like you said, it's 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 who we are. Um, the Bible says to, to to worship the Lord your God with all your heart, uh, soul, strength, and mind. That's that's our spirit, right? That's our, our passion, um, but you, it, it's a twofold. It's a twofold action um, because you need spirit and you also need truth. We there's a lot of religions in the world, right? There's, there's people who know how to worship. There's there's people who who um, dedicate their their lives to something that isn't um, rightly directed, right? So that that's where you need the truth aspect, and that's that's who God is, right? Um, so when you worship passionately and you live out um, your life for the one true God, that's, that's, that's the perfection right there. That, yeah. That's what it is. I think the problem is not so much that we don't have the truth, but we don't have the spirit. Come on, yeah. um, I think we, we, we can go through, you know, we can go through the motions. We know who to worship. We know, you know, our theology is, you know, for the most part, it, it, it's, it's spot on. We go to church and we do this and we don't do that, but our spirit isn't reflecting um, that of a true worshiper, like you said, we can die while sitting in the, on the church bench. We can die while, while holding the mic, actually leading worship. There's got to be something deeper within us um, that brings out that that true, genuine uh, definition of worship the way that Jesus defines it. Um, and you know, and I'll, and I'll add this: sure. worship is also what you give value to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, what are what are you magnifying? What are you giving value? What are you giving your attention to? Um, uh, worship is what are you giving value yeah. to? Yeah. And so are, is your value anchored on the Lord? Right. You know, is or, or what are you worshiping? What are you praising? What are you what altar are you raising? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it the altar of your heart to serve the Lord or is it other altars? Yeah. You know, like what are you giving value to? And so I think that's also an important um, point there too. Yeah, no, that's 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 awesome because that 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 that's the uh, that's the worshiping in spirit, but not in truth part. Yeah, because we're so passionate about all these other things that we idolize right. them. Um, really good, really good. I love talking to worship leaders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just a couple more questions, and I think we'll we'll uh, about wrap up. Um, I don't know if you ever ex- experience um, just kind of a lethargic audience, um, people who. They're not, you, 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 you want as a worship leader, you're like, come on, let, let's, let, let's give more to God. And there's, there's people that are just, they're not, they're not in it. Um, I, I believe that there's some worship leaders that are going to be listening to the podcast, especially as we promote it. Um, what would you, what would you say? Because sometimes 
I've been guilty of just kind of getting after people and like getting yeah. getting mad and and yeah. letting that anger uh, kind of be inside of me while I'm leading worship. And yeah. I let it get to me. Right. Like, guys, why aren't you worshiping? Don't you know who you know <laughs> who we're we're standing in front of right now? Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, and if so, I don't know how you handle how do you handle it. <laughs> Everyone expresses their worship differently. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've come to learn yeah. as the years have gone by, that not everyone is going to be as expressive mm-hmm. as I am. Good. Yeah. Um, actually, the season where I was um, mute for a year, the Lord taught me that I can worship in silence. Mm-hmm. I can worship with no voice. Yes. And that was probably one of the... Um, probably the moment I connected with the Lord the most more than when I'm shouting on in a microphone Mm -hmm. or singing in a microphone. And I've learned that if we are, if, if our goal is to connect with the audience, we already started wrong. Mm -hmm. Yes. Our goal as worship leaders is to connect with the Lord. Right. And when we connect with him, whatever the Lord is placing and whatever starts stirring inside of us, it's going to just naturally start pouring out. Right. Some people will respond to it and they're, and they're going to respond to it loudly. Yeah. Others are, are not going to be very expressive. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Last night we had our young adult service and I think we all know young adult services are probably the toughest, right? Um, because, you know, it's tough. Young people yeah. are tough. You know, they're not the most expressive <laughs> yeah. people, but they express themselves differently. And so service ended. We had an awesome time, but I remember looking out in the crowd and, um, you know, they're, they're just looking at you, you know, <laughs> they're just staring at you. Yeah. And so service finished and I'm walked out and because it's 4th of July week, you know, we had some hot dogs and Frito pies and just community, you know, uh, after our young adult service. And I went around and started just talking to new people, new faces that I hadn't seen mm-hmm. and introducing myself and saying hello. And, and so I walked up to this couple and this girl and, um, it was three of them. And I was like, hi, I was like, what's your name? And so, you know, they're introducing themselves and I was like, how long have you guys have been? Oh, we've been coming every Monday. We love it. But I remember seeing them out in the crowd and they were just like mm, straight face, face yeah. looking like just staring, just, you know, their, their arms kind of crossed, just chilling. Yeah. Um, and then the girl says, oh my gosh, I love worship. I just love coming here and it, it just makes me feel something every single time. I really can't express it. I love it. It's been so awesome to to be a part of like the music, you know, here and being able to like worship. You know, you could tell they're kind of new, but I was kind of shocked because I was like, you never raised your hands. You weren't singing, but that doesn't mean she wasn't connected. Yes. You know, and so I think what we have to understand as worship leaders is that people have different ways of expressing themselves. And just because they're not responding to you Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they're not responding to God. Yes. You don't have to wait for a a response from the crowd because all we're doing is we are self-serving ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are we're wanting to like feed off of the crowd because it makes our worship experience better and it makes us feel like we did our job as worship leaders you know and realistically we're looking for that um affirmation Affirmation. from the crowd and from the audience when in reality we're just the vessel god is using in that moment to create a space and create a moment where god can come and manifest his love and just pour himself over people and whatever experience they have with their heavenly father and however they choose to express themselves. Mm -hmm. I I think we need to allow people to be that like getting angry on stage because people aren't responding doesn't make it better. And let me just go ahead and go the extra mile here. And I'm going to take advantage of this moment because I think this is so important because so many people are guilty of this. We start shouting and come on, lift up your hands. There's I've been to church is where people stop worship oh, and they tell people come on church clap you know aren't you 
happy that the Lord has been good to you, has provided for you. And they just try to like... You become a cheerleader. A cheerleader and a manipulator. Mm. And we weren't called to be manipulators on platforms. Right. We were called to be vessels that carry the Lord's glory. We share the Lord's glory and the Lord manifests through what he has placed mm-hmm. within us. But we weren't called to manipulate an audience. We weren't called to force an audience to yes. do things, to self serve, serve ourselves, right. to affirm whatever it is that we're doing in the moment. What mm-hmm. we need to do oh, is good. just create a moment where we are the vessel we are connected to the Lord and allow them to have their moment with God. Just because it may not look like they are responding, right. just because they're not responding to you doesn't mean they're not responding to Good. God, Good. you know? And so I want to encourage worship leaders that are sure. listening to this yes, please do. to do, don't, don't feel like you've got to force people to do a certain thing, you know, or to, 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 yeah, I, I do encourage people like, come on, would you just lift up your hands for a moment in this yeah. place? And if they don't, I don't keep saying it. Sure. I, I said it once and that was enough. And whoever accepted that invitation awesome yes. move on yeah. <laughs> move on don't get angry if people if not if not a single person raised their hands in their in that place maybe they raised it up internally mm-hmm. you don't know what they're facing yeah. you don't know the battles they're going through you don't know what life looks like for them it, it looks different for every single people in that crowd right. in that audience and so i want to encourage worship leaders to not be manipulators yeah. on stage to not take advantage of these moments of saying, like, I, I want people to be a certain way, worship a certain way. We have different ways of expressing ourselves to the Lord. The same way that I could go to a place and I feel like people are too much, that's the way that they yeah. are. Yeah. If they feel that that's how they want to express themselves before the, the Lord, that's awesome. Good for them. Mm -hmm. And if there's people that don't want to raise a finger or not even sing a line of a song, um, and that's the way they want to express, maybe they're internalizing and doing just worshiping the Lord different. That's fine too. But I want to encourage worship leaders to not feel like they have to be in control of the moment. We're not in control of moments. And the moment that we are, his presence is out. Mm -hmm. His presence is no longer in that room. Because we're taking control, our attitude, our character, our whatever it is, is taking control of that moment. Mm -hmm. And so if we want Jesus to be a part of our church services, let's be in it. Let's have our communion with him. Let's have our contact with him and allow allow him to do the rest and allow him to manifest the way he wants to do it. There's going to be moments that are, that are going to feel awesome. People are going to respond and they're going to be so connected to the moment. And there's going to be moments where they're not. And regardless of of what that looks like, it doesn't mean that God was more present in a place and he wasn't present in the other place. There was actually probably deliverance happening in a quiet place that you didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. There was probably healing taking place in in a moment that you didn't even know about. Mm -hmm. There was something that was manifest just because it wasn't visible to you sure. doesn't mean that God wasn't working right. Right. or his presence wasn't moving. Yes. Oh man, that is so good. If anyone's listening, go back like the ten, like 10 minutes and just re-listen to that because I think so many worship leaders need to hear that. And like I said, there, I mean, that that's kind of been something that I I'd struggled with in the past. Um, and, and I think it's, it's easier it's easier to struggle with it when, when I, I guess you're in a smaller church, uh, like worship atmosphere, where there's not there's not as much noise. You know, if you're going in front of a crowd of a whole bunch of people, like you get the like you said the affirmation, you get that that feedback, and then you kind of feed off of that. But then at that point, it becomes more of like, I'm putting on a show, and this is kind of this is kind of about yeah a little bit of God, but it's also about me, and and so whenever it comes to that point. You know, God doesn't God doesn't share glory. You know, God doesn't share the glory. And so I think we need to do everything that you said, not make it about us and and realize that just because we don't see something visibly doesn't mean that it isn't it isn't there. Worship comes from what's inside, not what we see on on the outside. Um, so, man, that is awesome. 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 Thank you so much, Eunice. I'm, I'm pretty much out of out of uh, questions here. I mean. What an incredible conversation and insight that you 
provided. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming out and thank you for your, your ministry. I know so many are, are blessed by it. Um, what, what can, uh, if people want to listen to Eunice Rodriguez, where, where can they go to, to listen to, I know you have some music. I was jamming, I was jamming Libra today. Oh, cool. Great great song. Um, I mean, honestly, just any digital platform. Yeah. Um, Spotify, iTunes, you know, um, I think there's YouTube videos too and stuff. So yeah, any of those platforms, there's more music in the works, you know, so I'm excited about that. The last record, which was titled Infinito, Uh um, was recorded live here in Houston uh, in downtown. And it was actually around Hurricane Harvey season. And that's a whole another story. We'll have to do a whole another podcast we'll, we'll have to do it again. On, yeah. on lives, challenges, and process, <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. And I'll have to interview you next time, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah. But thank you for having me, Ryan. I love that you've created this space for people to listen to, thank and um, just want to encourage everyone that is listening uh, to this podcast today. Um, If you are leading, if you are doing something, whether it's in your church community, maybe it's in your school, maybe it's in your job, maybe it's in your business, maybe it's in your circle of friends, um, to just remember that life is going to throw curveballs and there's going to be challenges and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. But in the midst of all of that, if we constantly invite the Holy Spirit in Amen. to lead our steps, to lead our lives, we're going to be okay. Yes. We're going to be okay. And we, that he's the best company that we can have in our lives. And so I just want to encourage people that are listening uh, today that whatever journey it is that they're walking out in their life, Jesus is with you. Yeah. Hold on to his hand. Amen. Don't let it go. Amen. And life is only going to get better and when I say better, doesn't mean challenges won't come. Mm-hmm. They will definitely come. But just remember, challenges are not to break you. They're not to defeat you. They are your formation in life. And I dare say it's also another platform that God uses to take you from glory to glory. Amen. So good. Eunice, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I know that there's so many people that um, are, are raising, they're, they're raising themselves up in this generation. Um, that are gonna be inspired by by what you do, and um, I, w- I was just I was thinking earlier when you said that you kind of started out with the with the tambourine, right? That's kind yep. of how, how it started. Um, I felt a little conviction because uh, <laughs> a, a few years ago I took out all the tambourines from all the all the pews. It's because... okay, we did too. We <laughs> really? did too. Okay. We don't have them anymore. Okay. We did too. It, it was distracting <laughs> us. So there was yeah. some people that don't know how to play the tambourine, but um, that, I don't know. They could be the next Eunice Rodriguez. So maybe I'll put them back. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't because do okay. some sister in the church will grab it and oh, it'll. You'll be in your preaching and <laughs> oh, she'll yes. just start playing the tambourine randomly. So I don't yes. know. All I don't right. know if that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, Eunice. Thank you so much for for joining me thank you thank you for having me